In a world that's a little simpler comes the tale of Veltima fungicide. Swift, simple, and secure. It's a corn-growing story without all the drama. Unless you add totally epic music, really random sound effects, and a cool announcer guy. Get ready for the blockbuster yields of the summer with Veltima fungicide from BASF. Coming soon to a field near you. Always read and follow label directions. gospel today is taken from the gospel of John chapter 6 verses 1 to 15. For the next few weeks we're going to hear from this gospel selection and the succeeding verses because it's all to do with the bread of life theme and that's what we're going to focus on for the next few weeks in the scriptures. But today we have that beautiful story of Jesus feeding 5,000. Now, this story is not only beautiful, but it's popular. It was popular in the early church. As a matter of fact, there were six versions of this story throughout the four Gospels. So everybody knew about it, and everybody had their own version of it. But what's the focus of it? Well, Jesus feeds. I can remember when we would come home from college or seminary, I'd call up my mother and say, if you guys are coming in on Tuesday night, and she said, okay, how many are coming? I'd say, I don't know, four or five. Okay, fine. And we'd get in, and we, we lived in a small apartment. We walked into the main room, which was the kitchen, sacred room for the Italians, of course. So we'd get in there, and there'd be sort of four or five guys, sometimes seven, eight, you know. And my mother's response is, was two. One, Frank, go downstairs and get more chairs. Two, I'll put another pound of pasta into the sauce, into the pot. So we always had enough, a bonanza. We always ate enough, and there was always more. And of course, just like today's story, nothing went to waste. And she'd say, how much do you want to take back to the seminary with you? And she'd make little dishes for all of us to take some neck bones and meatballs and pasta back to the seminary. That was not a miracle. That was a mother taking care of her son and her son's friends. If we look to Jesus today in the multiplication of the bread and fish, it's a miracle. We look at it as a miracle. But what it was is our brother sharing and feeding us, Jesus feeding us. Yes, it was a miracle. I wasn't there. I don't know how it happened. I don't know if the the loaves just multiplied as they went along. I don't know. But the fact that Jesus has a question for his own disciples, how are we going to feed all these people? We have a few bucks, nothing, not enough to, a whole year's wage, they say, is, is, is not enough to feed 5,000 people. And, but somebody comes along and they said, you know, there's a little boy here with a few loaves of fish and bread. So Jesus doesn't go any further. The sharing of the loaves and fish is the miracle. The sharing of it is the miracle. If you have something and someone else needs it, the miracle is the generosity of our hearts to share it. And we read in Paul's letter, again, it's the letter of the Ephesians, we, we assume it's Paul, but or one of his followers, and it's so beautiful because in, in chapter 4 we read that we all should live in a manner worthy of the call that we have received. 
And, of course, he reminds us we're called to one hope and one faith, one Lord, one baptism, with God as Father of, our, of all of us. So God the Father asks us, his children, to share of what we have. And I always think of Mother Teresa of Calcutta, beautiful person, and she always talked about sharing from your abundance, sharing until you had no more to share. And she tells that story. I'm sure through the ages it's changed a little bit in retelling, but the story of a Hindu woman that she used to care for receiving a bag of rice. She got rice for herself and her children, and before she sat down to prepare that rice and cook it, she took half of it and disappeared. And she came back, and Mother Teresa said to her, where did you go? And she says, well, the woman down the block has no rice for her children, and we want to share it with them. Sharing from our abundance, sharing from our need, is still sharing. And this little boy had a few fish and a few loaves of, of barley bread. And the fact that it's barley was very significant because it was the bread of the poor. It was the cheapest kind of bread they could make. So the poor kid is sharing of his poverty with Jesus' friends, Jesus' audience. Another very significant. This is, this is John's Gospel. When you read John's Gospel, you've got to read it and reread it and reread it because there are layers of messages. Jesus comes on the scene, went across the Sea of Galilee, the crowd followed him, and it was Passover, was near. Passover, the bread of life, the manna in the desert, freedom. Think of all those symbols of Passover that the Jews celebrate every year at their Seder. Jesus is our Passover, Passover of, Passover of the Christian. Jesus feeds us, takes care of us, gives us freedom, escorts us through the, the treacheries of, of life's rivers, you might say, the, the, the Sea of Galilee. No, he comes across on the Sea of Galilee, and, and metaphorically, he leads us across the Reed Sea, just as Moses led the people of Israel through the authority and bidding of God. So we go on. So as we sit down at my mother's table, my father and mother's table, and Frank has already gotten extra chairs, he did her bidding. She did the bidding of what was needed. We weren't starving, believe me. We had plenty of food at the seminary and at, at college. But when we came home, it was a new story because... Mother's food was always the best, and you know that as well as I do. And if you ever tasted my mother's sauce, you know it was the best. A little bit of Sicilian, a little bit of Napolitana in there. Okay. So the story goes on that he feeds these 5,000, and there's leftover food. Jesus gives us what we need. Jesus takes care of us. But we have to utilize the gift of our friendship and our fellowship with him. Utilize the fact that he's our brother. And when we're asking our brother for something, he takes care of us more than you, we want. Bottom line floating through this whole story, I think, in many ways, is hope. When we're hungry, we want something to eat. When we're empty, we need something to fill us. Jesus takes care of that. He takes care of us in this story, our stomachs, 
but he also takes care of our faith. The fact that he's always there to reach out to us and give us a little something more. So what does that leave us? Say we were one of those 5,000 on the countryside, sitting on the grass and taking care of one another and passing the baskets of food as they came along. Jesus teaching us that that story, so popular in the Gospels, that story could be our story. That story could be our metaphor for life. Knowing that I was one of the 5,000, say we're way in the back okay, of the crowd, no one was grumbling. We don't hear that. We don't hear protests. We don't hear go someplace else and let's leave this group, go and take care of ourselves. We don't hear any of that. The people in the last row of this theater of the fields received what the first people received. They stayed there relying on the word of Jesus. That's, don't forget, that's why they were there. They weren't there to eat. They were there following Jesus because of what he did before that. He healed and he taught. And they were there following him for that reason. So they sat there or stood, but they were told to sit, waiting for their share of the bread, waiting for their share of the fish, waiting with hope for their share of the word, Jesus made flesh. That's us. Identify with that. Not, not the front row, the back row. Knowing that God takes care of us, we have to live our lives optimistically with hope. He's not going to give you what you want. I don't know what the followers of Jesus wanted to eat. It didn't matter what they wanted to eat. It's, what matters is what they got. They got more than could bargain for. One, they got a place in history. We don't know their names, but all 5,000 will be remembered forever. And two, they were fed with the word Jesus, the word of life. In our prayer life, beginning each day, when we talk to Jesus during the day, let's keep hope alive. Let's keep hope with us. He's not going to answer us the way we want it, when we want it, but he's going to give us more than what we need. But we've got to be open to him. Life isn't built on bread and fish. Life is built on the word that comes from Jesus Christ and who is the word of God. As we are called to sit down at our own tables and get another chair or get another pasta bowl, let's keep the openness to God's word within us. Hope. Hope that he'll do more than what we need. He'll take care of us more than what we ask for. And our hope and our optimism is based on nothing less than Jesus who lives, our Lord and our brother, the bread of life. This has been Father Louis Skirty. Share our word with each other, and let's hear from you. Friendsoftheword.org is our site, and my email is frfatherlouisskirty at hotmail.com. God bless you. Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should, too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. 
University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by Chev. When we talk about McDonald's combo meals, we talk about savory meat, golden fries, and your favorite drink. Now, the combo meals just got crispy, juicy, and tender with the new crispy chicken sandwich combo. And you have to try it. Get a classic or spicy crispy chicken sandwich with medium fries and a medium soft drink like Sprite for only six bucks. Promotion pricing may be lower than meal pricing, cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.